Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And good Lord Almighty, folks, I am joined by none other than our resident Cyclone Insider, my brother in central Iowa, coming off a spectacular weekend in sports for both of us, Nicholas Osen. Nick, our beloved Chicago Bears are 1-0 after an upset victory over the San Francisco 49ers. And Iowa is restored as a Cyclone State. How you doing tonight, my brother? Well, because of the lot, a lot of the reasons you just listed, I am doing very well. It's been a pretty awesome week so far. Football is officially back, obviously with the Bears, talking some college. And times are good. I genuinely don't believe there's been a better time arguably in my life and in the world of sports, Nick, as my two favorite football teams right now are undefeated. And if I may reiterate the fact that the Chicago Bears are 1-0 and after being seven-point underdogs in week one and now are heading into rivalry week against the Green Bay Packers. So, folks, strap in as we recap week one in the NFL and look ahead to the greatest rivalry in all sports, Bears versus Packers on Sunday Night Football at Lambeau Field. And as always, folks, just up. All right, Nick, I don't think we could have prefaced it any better, but our beloved Chicago Bears are coming off of an astounding victory at Soldier Field Sunday evening. They stunned the entire league and every football fan base on Sunday night with a comeback victory in brutal conditions against the 49ers. They were down 7-0 at halftime and had the opportunity to be down 7-3 going into the break in one of the most preposterous penalties that has ever been called but it is a rule in the NFL handbook. Rookie punter Trenton Gill used a towel to wipe down the field pre-field goal, which I have never seen before in my life, which essentially negated a chip shot field goal that was about to happen for the Bears. So they were being shut out at halftime. And... Because of that lack of a field goal, I genuinely thought the game was out of our hands because San Francisco was coming out of halftime with the ball and we were down a score with zero prospects on the horizon. But a switch was flipped at halftime and the Bears came out guns blazing. The defense stifled. San Francisco in the second half, only allowing three points. And Justin Fields, for once in his NFL career, exuded confidence in the second half. So I would love to hear your take on all things Bears and the beautiful victory that we witnessed uh, Sunday evening. 
Well, before I get into, you know, really the football element, it was just so cool. I mean, I will admit I got happier than I normally would for a regular season win and <laughs> probably reacted a little embarrassingly with the celebration that I saw. I was that much into it. But it was just really cool. I, I think we've both had some confidence in this regime other than kind of losing some of our favorite players. But there just seems to be this actual level of focus, determination, caring about kind of the players and the successes. And I think a lot of that was shown with the reactions of not only the guys like Fields and Brisker, even Roquan, but head coach. And then Ryan Poles coming down to celebrate with the guys after the game. I thought that was really cool. So in terms of all things Bears, like you said, simply couldn't have asked for a better result. In terms of on the field, the defense didn't surprise me. Yes, we're going to take this with a grain of salt because Trey Lance is young and the weather, especially in the second half, was terrible. But I think there's a lot of talent on that defense. Obviously, Dominique Robinson is somebody that we'll probably talk about a lot this year. I really like the job that this front office has done with this class. Brisker, obviously, secondary as well. But I think that even though field stats could have been better, I think he showed a lot of bright spots, some great decision-making. Obviously, the reads, especially on that second touchdown, and, you know, accuracy, of course, the plays with his feet that he made, especially late. It was just kind of a lot of things to be excited about and to build a baseline. I don't think we're going to get too far ahead of ourselves. And I know we'll be honest in terms of week two and things like that. But I said it on our last show. I haven't been this excited for a bear season in three years. And that's continuing for me. Nick, I love how you mentioned us, you know, maybe getting a bit too excited with this week one victory but i think we have every right to be because of what we saw on the field in the second half and the bears celebration themselves it genuinely felt like a playoff atmosphere and a playoff victory the rain was coming down hard in the second half i've never seen soldier field as torn up as it was toward the end of that football game and when I talk about Justin Fields exuding confidence and you talk about his stats, no, they weren't beautiful. But if you take that second half alone, he got the job done. Two touchdowns to two different receivers. You can't ask for more from a quarterback in a comeback scenario. But that celebration went as viral as viral gets across all social media platforms, across every television network that covers sports. Justin Fields led the Bears in a slip and slide victory celebration that was truly epic. And I have probably watched the video upwards of 27 times. I know it got millions of views just off of the NFL's Twitter account. So... It was remarkable. It is something to build upon, of course, heading into week two. But I think it's okay to recognize the magnitude of this victory. It's Matt Eberflus's first 
game as the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and he upset a very good defense in the San Francisco 49ers. And most would argue that their offense is of a certain caliber, but maybe not with Trey Lance. So I think the victory is extremely important heading into some tough weeks of this season. Of course, it doesn't get tougher than a divisional battle against our arch rivals on the grand stage. So a week one victory over the Niners is crucial. And I could not be happier heading into week two, but there is no more formidable foe than the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, well, first off, that the slip and slide, exactly what I was referring to, I just didn't use that awesome name for it, was actually just a lot of fun to see, quite honestly. And, and you're right, it has gone almost a little too viral at times. So in terms of the next opponent, yeah, there's not really a worse time to play the Packers uh, other than maybe December at Lambeau, but I believe it's at Lambeau. Sunday night game, so under the lights. And you know Rodgers and, and that squad. I don't get into kind of that emotional level of things in the NFL too much, but they kind of laid an egg in their season opener. I know they had plenty of fans questioning them. So they're going to be ready to play. We've talked about it. We've texted about it a little bit just to kind of get our expectations ready. But with all that said, do I think the Bears are going to win? Probably not. But there are spots for success. I think that there's – I think that Herbert showed a lot for us week one. I think that Demo is going to have a better chance going against the Packers D-line. They're dealing with some injuries on the offensive line. I'm not sure about Alan Lazard's status, but the rest of those wideouts didn't look too scary. And even Rodgers, I'm not going to put too much on him yet, but he didn't look like him himself necessarily. So I think I won't be surprised at all if it's a pretty good competitive game, at least going into the third quarter. So just because I, I think this is used a lot, but I think this defense just has a lot of kind of young guys that are competitive and are ferocious in how they play. So I know I'm excited. We've talked about it. I won't watch football all day, but I'm amped for the game, even if I don't think the Bears will leave Wisconsin with a W. Nick, I think you put it perfectly at the beginning of your stance in terms of what to expect Sunday night. And I will be the first to say I'm not here to bash the Green Bay Packers. I will be if the Bears come away with a victory Sunday night. But I know all too well what Aaron Rodgers is capable of. I say it every year. You heard me say it on podcasts last year because he treats every game against the Bears as if it's the Super Bowl. And he has said publicly that his favorite victories in the regular season are when he beats the Bears. He said it on Pardon My Take this summer that it is his mission and goal and favorite accomplishment when he gets to pour it on against our beloved Chicago Bears. What I will recognize in week one, the Packers coming in with seemingly a world-beater type of defense 
based on last year, they were non-existent, especially in the first half against the Vikings. Justin Jefferson had a field day. He had more offensive yards than the Green Bay Packers offense at one point of the game. And I know for sure that he had more receiving yards altogether than the receiving core of the Green Bay Packers. So, of course, the Packers are coming in with the chip on their shoulders, especially Aaron Rodgers. And this is a very similar situation to what we saw last year when the Packers got embarrassed against the Saints 38-3 to in week one. And then they went on to have a remarkable season. So I don't love this spot for our Bears, especially playing at Lambeau Field. But we have momentum heading into this game, and that is something that everyone needs to take into account. Yes, the Green Bay Packers are coming off of an embarrassing loss to the Minnesota Vikings, and that will fuel their fire. But Justin Fields is confident right now, and I have to work in some observations on the Bears defense like you did. Dominique Robinson, a rookie, hasn't played the defensive end position very long in his life. And he was all over Trey Lance and in the backfield on Sunday evening. So I would love to see him take care of business against Aaron Rodgers. And I know Roquan Smith is ready to eat some cheese. So (laughs) that defense as a whole, especially in the second half, Shut down the outside zone, which the Green Bay Packers run very frequently, similar to the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, there's a lot of synergy between Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur. They spent some time together in Washington. So when you look at this Bears-Packers game, I know I'm saying a lot here, but I am very afraid of Aaron Rodgers. I always have been, and I will be until we can defeat him. And we are in a good position to do so on Sunday night. But if I look at it realistically, I think the Packers come in starving for a victory, even in week two. And Rodgers leans on Randall Cobb because his young receivers are abysmal. And I think Aaron Jones gets a brunt of the receptions out of the backfield, which does not look great for our Bears. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind that for one of my fantasy teams with Aaron Jones. But in all sincerity, I think you broke things down pretty well. I mean, I do feel that there are kind of a lot of spots where the Bears defense matches up well just because the Packers don't have that Devontae Adams level talent anymore as the number one receiver. But I just, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen, but there's nobody I'm more afraid of when he's got time and he drops back to pass. I think a lot will come down to if those Packers offensive linemen are playing because there are a couple of really good players in Bakhtiari and Jenkins. And I'll kind of go back to that Bears 
pass game, which, you know, Fields made some great plays. And again, the weather was crazy, but you'd like to see more of that volume and, and efficiency, yardage, things like that. And it's not going to come easy, especially going against presumably an angry Jair Alexander after a couple plays for him and that entire secondary got torched all afternoon. <laughs> I like Jefferson. I didn't realize he was quite that good yet. And so a lot of guys will have to get schemed open again. Guys like Pettis and former Packer Equinemius St. Brown, because I think Mooney's going to be pretty well covered. But I'm excited. And as long as we see that continued progression from fields, hopefully a turnover or two from the defense and, and getting Montgomery more involved, I certainly like the Bears' chances to make things competitive. Nick, it feels as though you just read my mind in terms of essentially keys to victory if the Bears were to make the game competitive Sunday night. I have a few things that you mentioned written down. And I love how you bring up Jair Alexander and his blunders against Justin Jefferson on Sunday. This is what people have to realize is that I genuinely believed heading into this season that Justin Jefferson was headed for a down year because of how well he did last season and that he was going to be double covered and targeted defensively. And he went out there Sunday night and had almost 200 yards receiving on a top five cornerback in the National Football League when you talk about Jair Alexander. So, of course, he and Rodgers, as leaders of this Packers football team, will have chips on their shoulder and have that desire to beat their arch rival in the Chicago Bears. But you have to exploit. Jair's weaknesses in that secondary and utilize Darnell Mooney far more than he was against the 49ers. So that is a huge key to victory for me. I mentioned it earlier, but contain the outside zone. Aaron Jones in the open field is something scary that I do not want to deal with on Sunday night. If there's anyone on offense we will have to deal with and their greatness, it will be Aaron Rodgers making his mediocre wide receivers look great. And there's no way of stopping that. So if you can't stop something offensively, it has to be Aaron Jones and it has to be the power running of AJ Dillon offensively for us. I already mentioned Darnell Mooney, get him involved and less running plays on third down that almost cost the bears a victory on Sunday against the Niners. When it is third and five and third and six, I'm sorry, you cannot run the ball with Dave Montgomery or Khalil Herbert, especially when it's toward midfield and it's getting to four down territory. You have to be able to trust your quarterback to take a shot for six or seven yards to secure a first down and move the drive forward. So. I genuinely saw a dog mentality come out of Justin Fields on Sunday, and it has to be propelled into Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I, 
I think it absolutely does. Otherwise, there's really not a chance. I'm not going to necessarily pick the Bears to win, but I, I do think it'll be competitive, ideally within a score. And I'm going to make – I'm only going to do a defensive one this week, but I'm going to make a bold prediction. I like what you're saying about Robinson. I'm going to say that the Bears put together – Three sacks and a turnover. And and based on my partner's reaction here, he might be thinking something similar. But that's what I'm feeling. I don't love that Packers O-line right now. I think that's kind of a general sentiment with kind of who's who's active and who's healthy. And I think the Bears' defense will help key the team to what will likely be a close loss, but a close one nonetheless. Nick, I literally had it written down in my notes. Not exactly your defensive bold prediction, but the majority of it. I had Rodgers sacked three-plus times. I believe one of those will be by the rookie Dominique Robinson because he's unexpected. One from the sack king of the Chicago Bears in Robert Quinn. And a surprising blitz from Jaquan Brisker. Those are my three sackers for the Bears. That is my defensive bold prediction. And I unfortunately have to agree with you. You will rarely hear me or see me predict a Chicago Bears loss, but they are 10-point underdogs, which I think is a slap to the face, especially coming off a victory. But I will unfortunately have to predict a very close Packers win at Lambeau Field because they're 0-1 right now and it is Aaron Rodgers one of the greatest football players to ever live certainly not the greatest that is Tom Brady but if the Bears are to win I think my offensive bull prediction would be David Montgomery 100 plus all-purpose yards and a touchdown 100 all-purpose yards itself is not necessarily a bold prediction, but his performance in week one would make it one. And my final score, it truly makes me sick to my stomach to say it, and I feel uncomfortable letting these words come out of my mouth. But I will go with a Packers slight victory and a little bit of a scoring outburst given their only seven points in week one against the Vikings Packers win it 31 to a bears 24. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. And if it is, it will be in the Packers favor. I think AJ Dillon gets a couple goal line scores. And I think Aaron Rodgers is able to lean on his veteran receivers because Romeo Dobbs, and Christian Watson should not be in the NFL based on week one performances. Jeez. Overreaction week already for, for Noah here. I know there was a bad drop. I, I'll be honest. I didn't see a ton of that game, but I highly disagree. It'll be that high scoring. Um, I definitely don't think it's a good sign if it is, but I don't think it will be. I've got this game in the low forties and 
Packers likely winning. Now, just the last question as we wrap, are you coming to Ankeny or am I coming up? Given the fact that I have to be at work at 7 a.m. on Mondays, I think you have to make the trek to Milwaukee for Sunday night. I will be outnumbered with Packer fans, so I certainly need your support. Nick, I cannot stand ending a podcast on somewhat of a negative note with our predictions, but I want our listeners to know that you will not have a more excited Chicago Bears fan than myself on Sunday night when we play our arch-rival Green Bay Packers. I was there in the freezing cold December evening at Lambeau last season when the Bears had a preposterous outburst of scoring in the first half, and then we had our hearts ripped out from under us in the second half with a blowout loss in the final two quarters. I will do my darndest to not allow that to happen on Sunday night football. Just a few short days away, but I have to be realistic in my predictions. So Nick, thank you so much for the quick turnaround and midweek recap and preview heading into week two. I am over the moon that we get to see our arch rivals on Sunday evening. I'm looking forward to it very much, brother. Hopefully the Bears make it competitive. Competitive is the word of the week, Nick. And folks, thank you for tuning in. As always, just up. Bear down forever.